in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. Jane Ellen. With Adam Cravens. There. I have been very, very busy watching things just for this podcast. As opposed to, busy. to watching it just for your own personal amusement or... Uh, yeah, actually. Watching it under, under duress, like... So, first one, Netflix. We all know Netflix is going to be losing regular shows, and we're not here to mourn that. But they are turning out some really good films. Well, really good. I mean, they have probably seen the writing on the wall mm-hmm. for a while, not to mention like they had a lot of them probably under contract for a significant amount of time. So that they've probably had some lead time just to be like, OK, we have got to get the production ramped up on this stuff or come, you know, whatever, you know, the doomsday is for them. We're going to be in trouble. So the one that you're going to enjoy, two words for you, Chris, followed by. Evans, with a longer beard and a little longer hair. Are you in? I'm. I, I mean, Chris Evans. Yeah. yeah. Like, is okay. He, is he Captain America again? Almost. It's called the Red Sea Diving Resort, and it takes place in the fabulous '70s. So there's a total '70s vibe happening, and it, it has. Is it a sequel to the Grand Budapest Hotel? No, Fair but enough. it does have okay. Ben Kingsley in it. Well, I mean that, and you know. he kind of plays a Judy Dench type of character, which is odd to say. Like, he, from Bond, he's, yeah. he's like, no, I knew what you yeah, meant, but like, it was just I was like, I, I pictured him dressing up as Judy you know, Dench. That'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, none of what I'm going to say is is racist. I'm just putting that out there. I'm trying to remember the quote from the movie, but there they, are so many things wait. that come after people usually prefacing things. The red, With that very, that very phrase. I noticed when I was watching it that the director of defense, this is inspired by true events, but the director of defense summarized this entire project, and it was actually very funny the way he did it because it was so impossible. You might have said that the mission was impossible. And so he's talking to... I don't, I don't think yes? you, you can't say that unless Paramount oh. lets you or if you, you've, you know... Paid for that copywriter trademark. So what's happening is, and this is, I don't know why I didn't know this, but apparently, um, this I did know, Africa, lots of those countries, not a lot of good things happening there. I think that's, I mean, that's yes, pro- probably, probably a little bare bones as yeah. far as like analysis goes. But yeah, I think you're not wrong. And I didn't know that there was a large concentration of Jews in Ethiopia. Had no idea. Okay. So that's what the story is based on. Ethiopian Jews being helped by... Captain America. Captain America and Israeli Jews, I assume. And in order to get them out, they have to get them to the Sudan, which is the country next door. Again, not a great place. 
No. And it goes no. something like, so you want us to ask the Israelis to buy a resort and send Jews from Ethiopia to the resort run by the Jews from the Israelis who may or may not be eaten by the Bedouins. And the guys go, yep. <laughs> so, and then it was just kind of funny. Uh, apparently, that the Bedouins stopped eating people and became human traffickers. But anyway, then it turns into much like any other action movie. The Magnificent Seven is the first one I thought of. Captain America, Chris Evans, he has to assemble his team. You know, the ragtag team of miscreants. Yeah, and last last time he did that, like yes. that, those movies do great when he assembles teams. Ben Kingsley is not happy that a woman. Would yes. you say that they're avenging anything? Yes. Okay, Chris Evans and avenging and assembling. Usually goes pretty good. Yes. Um, you know, he's Ben Kingsley, the boss, but not the not the director of defense, but just under him, the boss, says, you know, uh, I'm in... Bruce Springsteen? In, in Ben Kingsley's way. Okay. Yes, it is Bruce Springsteen. That, that he is totally against sending a woman into a Muslim country where she may or may not be eaten by Bedouins. So there's that. It actually has a little bit of humor in it. It's not a really funny it's story. Not a, it's not a hysterical... Pr- like, no. Like, so I tell somebody the setup for Christmas Vacation, and they're like, all right, I bet you that's got some yucks in it. What you've just described <laughs> to me, I'm just not like, well, that's not, that's not excellent fodder for comedic possibility. No. But- well, there was this one thing that I enjoyed. You see a plane. You know it's in the 70s, and there is a stewardess, because they weren't flight attendants then, and she's very attractive, and this creepazoid captain comes out and starts grabbing her butt, and she says, please don't do that. And he does it again, and so then she is a secret agent and goes, ha, hoo, ha, and goes, the only reason I'm not breaking your arms because you've got to land this plane. Much like that. And I really enjoyed it. I should probably learn how to yeah. fly plane, just in case, because I, yeah. I, don't, I don't want my arms broken. So, um, there, that was fun, because he's like, hey, you're being a jerk. And she taught you, you know, I not mean, to be a jerk. If if you can ring, what was it, ten seasons at a mash? Yeah, like which does not again also very similarly does not have a st- hysterical sounding premise. And yet, season one hilarious. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like every time I go over to my father in law's house, I think he's watching Mash, and like that thing has been off for what forty years. Wow. Am I am I am I off on that number? I think I'm right. The, the the theme song is called Suicide is Painless. So, you know, right there, it's kind of a downer. And, like, the finale had, like, oh, Super Bowl, oh, Super Bowl numbers. I hated that. Not, not talking about I'm just saying, like, yes, people tuned in for that thing. Well, that's because we only had five channels. True anyway, story. so this is about um, a resort that was abandoned. It was done for tourism, but it was abandoned because of the political unrest and maybe the cannibalism. So you have all these governments working together, and the idea is get the Ethiopian Jews who are in a refugee camp, but not a camp for Ethiopian Jews. I guess so if they find out that they're Jewish, there's an issue there. Move them to the Sudan to get them to the coast to get them to Jerusalem. So that's so I'm going to assume, should I Google this, there was some sort of a project that existed and, and got a group of people out. Yeah. Because I'm assuming they got out because if, like, everybody died, they wouldn't have made the movie. 
No, that's yeah. I mean that's not how you. I yeah. mean, if you're and I'll, but if you've been in history, but. if you're based on true events, you don't you don't have to do it. You know, oh, verbatim that's inspired by. And they were just like, yeah, we liked everything except the end when everyone died, so we changed that. Yes. So the point about it is, it's a it's well made. It is your classic. I don't want to say thriller, but it's it is an adventure type movie. Great cast. And it is theater level production. I mean, oh, it has well, Captain America. Was it a triple and frontier? Ben like, yes. Like yes. that movie. Look, like Netflix has legitimately like stepped up their game. Like, I don't even, I don't like calling them TV movies because like that implies, I guess, a, a lower quality. And really, yeah. pretty much every, and, and I mean, it, these things also have like pretty decent, like a, Trip Frontier, I, I want to say, was like $115 million. So, I mean, like, they're playing in the same level that you are as far as, like, theatrically released movies mm-hmm. go. Yes. So, Red Sea Diving Resort, totally worth your time. This is a good movie. You're listening to Binge Your Cringe, brought to you by the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. We're in the podcast center. Jane Ellen talking to Adam Cravens about what is worth watching on TV. And boy, have I been doing a lot of watching. First, last week, I talked about Another Life, the sci-fi show. And I said I had not seen all of it, but I was curious as to where they were going. And I I know that you enjoyed this because I received a text message. (laughs) I want to say middle of the week, maybe later part of the week, just going... This needs to become a priority for you. Yes. That show was far... I did a disservice by only seeing the first episode when I spoke about it, because by... I'm midway through the second episode, and it's like, you know, go feed yourselves. I wish the dogs could set themselves out. It's like, work? What work? You know, it it became, I don't know, an obsession, perhaps, because it was so good and so... Interesting. There are a lot of familiar elements, but it's real good. I don't think you're doing a disservice by watching the first episode because most of the time that's the only way you get to the second episode. I know. But then I spoke about it, but I didn't have enough to gush about. I just thought, well, this could be quite interesting. And it became very interesting. There are elements of every sci-fi thing you've ever seen. And yet what I realized after a few episodes is it's not unusual that a lot of the leaders are women. Cause you know, it, before Janeway, no one captained anything. No. And I don't now so. no. it, they were just, women didn't do that. They could do communication. Until, they didn't do that. Until 1995. Yes. It was the first time ever. ever. Anywhere. So there is in this history. extraordinary captain and things happen that are quite surprising and there is a little bit of lost in it in that you have some jumps in time because in order to give you exposition or to tell a different part of the story when they are in what they call soma sleep to for time travel not time travel for space travel it's it's, it's kind of like the cryo sleep yes. from alien okay. exactly it's something like that so there are dreams occurring in there which in one is an entire episode so you have to realize that 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 isn't quite real and the outer world uh enters into it it's real good real good so another life you need to watch 
needs to be a priority. Now, I have found something for you and the children to watch. And it, is it Dora the Explorer? Other than that, it is called Typewriter. And Typewriter. All right. Well, first up, they I'm, don't know what that is. I'm going to have to explain to them what a typewriter. So, like, already I'm doing, I'm not going to call it heavy lifting, but like, eventually, will I not have to just hold their hand through this thing? Well, the typewriter, it said this is an antique, you know. And that's, you, yeah, that's fair. you see yeah. it used in flashbacks, so they can see that this person is a writer, and they can see he's doing things with his fingers, and there's paper in it. So I think they'll figure out that you would write on a typewriter. You'd, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd just think. Assume. You'd think. So here's the fun thing. This is a Netflix original, and I, I guess it was filmed in India. It's an all-Indian cast, and it's... Oh, some of them are so beautiful. Anyway, now what struck me funny is I have a good friend from India, and all he's, he says his problem with India is there are too many people. But he doesn't quite sound like that. But he says there are too many people. But in this movie, those people weren't invited to the set. So <laughs> you have this beautiful It was, it was house. a close set. It yeah, like, yeah, really. I mean, there might be 50 people in the whole film. It's like, well, he didn't describe it to me like that. This seems like the country. Anyway... This is basically a story of four kids. They're let's say they're twelve years old. Okay, mm-hmm. they haven't quite morphed yet. There's, but they're they're they are older like, little kids, like Power Rangers. Yes, it, it was not morphing time. Not yet. Okay, right. so they have a ghost story club because there is a book of the ghost of Sultan Poor. And that's their favorite book. You know what I never had as a child? A club? Well, no, I had clubs, but oh. I never had a, a like a ghost story like club. Uh well they wanted to see a ghost, you see. I don't well, I guess it's because I never wanted to see a ghost. Oh, like well there you have I it. I saw Ghostbusters one, two, and you know, I was just like, ah, those things seem like trouble. No. Um, well see that didn't happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna draw pictures. Now this <laughs> is what I found interesting. It is um it's it's very well done. I'm not going to say it's as slick as um, the film I just spoke about. This is a TV series, but the production values are high. And the whole cast is Indian, and you can tell that it's dubbed. And you can also tell that the main characters were dubbed by better actors than some of the other characters. But that's it's really a subtlety on some of the other ones. It's like, oh, could they have not gotten someone else for that guy? That really is an odd catch. Yeah. Anytime you're dealing with, like, dub, dubbing over anything is the, because I'm sure the director is not involved in the the dubbing process. Like, obviously, for the for the original, like, you know, the, the performances on set, like, he mm-hmm. can be there and just be like, I need this, I need that, you know, you can do that. But if you ship this thing off to, you know, the, the U.S. or, like, the U.K. or, you know, wherever, mm-hmm. and you've got to get it translated... They're, they're obviously not just being like, get me the equivalent. Where's French George Clooney? Exactly. Get him for me. Get him well, for me. For the most part, the voice actors do a very good job. And then there was something and I thought, huh, would I have made this decision? Why wouldn't I? I just, I don't know what I would have done. It is dubbed and it is dubbed by people with Indian accents. And I thought, well... 
if I am in India and I am and I know was I also know that in India because of our good friend Nish, hi Nish, that not everyone speaks the same language, but they do all tend to speak one, and it depends on where you're brought up. So I don't know what language the first one is in, and so it's all dubbed, and they it has a, they all have an Indian accent, which at first Jenna thought. It was unusual to hear, but, you know, it is also a lovely accent. So once you hear it for a little bit, I mean, you're in. You're just in. So it's the story of these four kids and this this ghost story book, and it happened in their town. So you have a lot of flashbacks because of the story happened in their town. And the grandfather of the woman who moves back into her home, well, he wrote the book that these kids love. And then all these weird things happen. Oh, I would expect so. Like with, yes. with the premise that you have set up for me, I would have been surprised if you're like, and then nothing. No, nothing the, happened. The game was not afoot. No. Um, nothing happened. They told the story. It it wasn't scary, but it uh, it was atmospheric, and they all went home and slept <laughs> in their beds. Now, it is... It is fun. It is funny in the way that there is funny stuff in Stranger Things, but you wouldn't call Stranger Things a comedy. No. But there are funny exchanges, and uh, and I thought there was no reason for them to drop the F-bomb a few times because I don't know if it was there in the original, but there's no action that a kid under the age of eight – well, maybe under the age of eight, maybe something was a little... No, your kid, all of your kids could see this. There really was nothing that warranted it to be rated mature. And maybe it was, but it's just because of the language in the dubbed script. But it's not like... I, I would have if, put If you this, were to excise that, like it's PG-13. Yeah, yeah, P, it's PG-13, exactly. Okay. Well, I think you can get away with, what is it, three F-bombs oh, okay. and a PG-13. I think I think you can, but any, if you cross over like that, then I, I think the fourth one is what gives you an R rating. But you're you're allowed a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact number. Um, you've got some great charisma from the the captain of police, and just, you know, they've got a lot of amusing things or when they go to the morgue the doctor there is deaf and so there's a lot of there's a lot of i guess uh lack of hearing jokes which doesn't sound funny when i say that out loud you have to see it but it totally works so it's fun and i thought that this was you know just going to be it you know i was like we've told the story it's done but totally there can be more now I wanted to see where it was going. I wasn't obsessed with it like another life, but I knew my kids would like it because it's, you know, it's kids around their age they've, they've doing baited, stuff. They've baited enough yeah. of the hook that you're like, okay, yeah, you could catch another fish with that. Okay. Yeah. There's right. a friendly dog and it was fun, really. It was just, it was fun. And I'm curious to see what other things, because it was not made in this country. I would love to see more stuff like that from other countries because we are not the only ones who can make movies and TV. Well, it, it, again, if you're if you're losing, you know, The Office and Friends and whatever. Okay, like, this is not going to replace The Office. You, well, I'm saying you probably will see more of that just because 
I'm sure it's cheaper to import that than just be like, oh, that thing that had uh, like ridiculous ratings back in the late 90s. How much how much do you want to license it in an episode? Oh, wow, that's really expensive. No, we're going to do this. We can literally get five other television shows for that. <laughs> but it was well made. And I really think it is family fair. Just know that there's going to be some audio that not so much. And I really don't remember why, but. It's it seemed out of place with the action and what was going on. But the performances whatever. didn't necessarily. Yeah, match it's up like why are they right. saying that? And what they were, you would hear. We had uh, closed captioned on, and when we do that a lot, you know, even even when we're watching shows with someone with an Irish accent, it's like, what are they saying? So the closed captioning didn't always match precisely what they were saying, which I found unusual as well. But I did enjoy it. It's called The Typewriter. Your kids will like it very much as well. And speaking of The Office, my eighth grader is a little concerned. One of her teachers hates The Office. And I said, well, that is a permanent strike against her. I don't. Perhaps she shouldn't have announced it. I don't even understand. Well, hey, why would you tell? I don't I don't just bust don't into know. rooms and just be like, I hate this. And I work with two people who hate the office well they don't hate it they just don't get it and go and it's like but well that's different than just hating it yeah i guess so and why would you like again like okay i I like superhero movies like in most if you talk to me for more than two and a half minutes you'll find that out like i i wear the stuff that i like on my sleeve but i don't just be going around you know what's stupid the golden girls they're stupid and they're not. They're, they're not. They're they're not. not. We I don't, love them. I don't mean that. Like I'm. I, yeah. I'll, I'll do respect to Estelle Getty and friends. I wonder. I, I don't know if my child brought it up because uh, because we are all about those shows. But she she was just like, oh, can you believe it? She hates The Office. It's like, well, you what know, the, tick. The, you know, what like did The Office do to her? That's one strike against you, lady. So. Uh, I got to tell you, should we have conversation the whole time? All I'm going to be thinking of is, what do you have against the office? What? Why don't you like the office? Why, why are did you the being, office did something for you? Why are you being such a Toby? I What's know. <laughs> why are you a Toby, huh? <laughs> You're the worst at everything. <laughs> Which she, she wouldn't get. She wouldn't get that at She'd all. Like, Who's Toby? She probably doesn't like little Sebastian either. Toby, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. See, and so already... Unfortunately for this this woman, she, she's already annoyed me on a very visceral level. I mean, she could be very very nice person. Ends yes, up, ends up being the one that cures you know world hunger I or hope whatever. She does and but 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 <laughs> she doesn't like the office. Like, and that's always going to be in my head. I'm just going to be like, listen, I'm glad that everybody has food now and like hunger doesn't exist. But anywhere. back to the office. But oh my goodness, how do you not like Steve Carell? Like, I okay, know. I'm just listen. I got that up front. Good job on feeding everybody. But but, but for real, how do you how are you not amused by Dwight? I like, and then I have to make the assumption that if she doesn't like this. There are a host of other things she doesn't like. All of these things which I like, therefore, our take on comedy probably doesn't like Ricky Gervais. Probably doesn't like Parks and Rec. Like, probably doesn't like anything funny in the history of the world ever. I just I don't probably know. doesn't know who Mel Brooks is. I mean, already I have this backlog of angst directed at this woman i don't want to feel like antagonistic with people like i'm sure like that gives you like wrinkles and like white hair and whatever like i don't need that in my life 
But if you're going to say things like that, you're going to distress me in yes. unnecessary ways. We don't judge you for what you're wearing. No. But we do judge you for saying dumb things like that. No. <laughs> I will I will judge you before, like okay, if we're playing like, you know, Mario Kart, I will I you, the character that you pick there, I'm just going to be like, "Oh, uh-huh, I'm one you're, of those." You're one of those. You mm-hmm. you play with Toad, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm a Donkey Kong man myself, so I yeah. mean, I listen, I res- I respect you. I don't dislike you, but I don't understand why you pick that character. Exactly. Who that's, would ever? That's preposterous. So, and unfortunately, I doubt she'll ever hear this or even understand how she's ruining her life and the lives of many, many children. <laughs> well, if, if she has ever listened to this podcast, she's heard of how much we like The Office. She hasn't. Probably turned it off then. Now, I've already planned to get my child one thing from The Office for her upcoming birthday. I now am compelled to get her a minimum of five different T-shirts that say different things from the office. All, all of my kids want a Dunder Mifflin paper company like shirt. At Belk.com. Yeah. I'm, and I'm just, in yeah. the men's section of Belk. In the store today. Now. You can get one. Well, I don't, I, I'm just, I don't have the, you know, the $8 times. Nine ninety nine. Yeah, still. That times. Times whatever. Times the kids. Yeah. Times the kids. You know what you do? <laughs> you just throw it out there like it's a carcass. You know, may the strongest one win. Like, whew. I don't listen. They're all most, they're almost fair. Almost all of them are boys. Like Lauren definitely gets an elbow to the face, and like there's there's biting, and if there's like I don't know uh, something wooden or a shoe <laughs> nearby, like somebody gets one of those, and like I don't I listen. I don't want to go to the ER. Okay, I, mm. I I don't want to go to the ER, and that's how that ends. I know, but I mean, still. it's fun enough, and if I had, like, a YouTube channel or something, I could definitely put that on there and just be like, you know, you know, the all-stall brawl or something like that. Why but, don't we have one? I mean, technically we do, but, again, you and I have seen a lot of YouTubers that are just, huh. Anyway. I, look, I look at it and I go, I could, I could at least do that. I, bare minimum, I can be that entertaining. Yes. How many, how many subscribers do you have? Oh, my goodness. Bare minimum. Oh, and and subscribers, going back to Another Life, the irritating YouTuber in the first scene of Another Life is actually not so much a YouTuber, but that's how America gets its news. You don't have TV stations, you have YouTube, and she has a gajillion followers, so she is a journalist. Well... Let's, let here we, <laughs> quotation figures. Journalists. I mean, anyway. we we do live in a world where most people probably do get their either ill-informed or lack of fact-check news from Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, like hearing, like maybe hearing you say that thirty or forty years ago. Or, you know, 50 or like, you know, the, the Cronkite era of news. If I don't yeah. have an old man smoking on TV, it's just, not real. Just by telling us that have a good night and a good tomorrow. <laughs> like, but yeah, like in the year 2019, telling me that like people in the future get their news from YouTube. I'm like, well, that's that's stupid. And I hate the future. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I believe that. Yeah, that that's yeah. plausible, I guess. <laughs> and jumping back to the Red Star. I've already forgotten the name. The movie with Captain America in it. That's not an Avengers film, but it's in the 70s. They're on an airplane and like all these people are smoking. And you forget that people you could, do, could that. do that. You could go into restaurants and there would be people smoking in the restaurant and you could sit next to them in the same room. 
It was, yeah. And now it just seems so foreign, but it was a thing. So th- that's kind of jarring to see. I mean, it's, it, it, what was it? The, the, when was it that like seatbelt laws, like, or seatbelts, period, like started to appear? Because like my mom will tell me stories about, they'll be like, oh yeah, we were just in the station wagon. We were standing like in yeah. the back seat. Like, well, in my house, if you sat in the middle on the hump, you didn't need a seatbelt. But the others had to be strapped in. But the two kids on the hump in the front and the hump in the middle, I was in the hump in the back. Uh, you didn't, you didn't need just, a seatbelt. You're, you're good. Yeah, that, that was it. You were good because you were between the other two siblings. They have the seatbelts. There is a seatbelt, but it's on the hump and it's hard to get to. So it's like, eh, you're fine. You're good. Anyway, that has nothing to do with binging or cringing, but we survived. Yeah. And that's really all we're trying Took to say. Took a couple of rides in the back of a pickup truck. Just saying. Yeah, well. I know it sounds like the beginning of, Joe, of a Joe Diffie song. But like, <laughs> I'm just saying, I did. Yeah, I did. You did. Anywho, thank you for listening. I will endeavor to watch as much TV as possible. Oh, let me throw this in here. Aziz Ansari's uh, special. Funny. That entirely plausible. Yes. I believe that. Funny. So, uh, and that, just saying that word funny, once you watch it, you go, oh, I see what she did there. But you don't know yet, Adam. I don't. Because you haven't seen it. But I, <gasps> funny. But I, but I, but I want to be in. Yeah. I want to be one of the cool kids. Yeah, I know. For once. <laughs> okay, actually, I have to mention this because it's so funny. He's talking about, he makes a comparison about R. Kelly and Michael Jackson. And the thing is, you know, are you done with R. Kelly? And then it's like, but are you done with Michael Jackson? And the audience is like, uh, and he goes, I know, right? I mean... Yeah, but his music is just so much better. And then he said, well, I watched the documentary because who doesn't want to watch four hours of men saying how they were molested as children? Because that's entertaining. And I watched all of this and I thought, well, there are there's more than just you when you're on tour. Because he says, I have my tour manager, I have my venue people, all these people I travel with. I can't imagine what it would be like if I showed up with a six-year-old and saying, Hi, this is Justin. He's my friend. To be fair, <laughs> I don't I don't think Michael Jackson ever did like didn't he have like like Bubbles the Chimp or something? He did. I'm just saying, like, at, at a certain point, like it probably was kind of like living in a circus with Michael Like if he just showed up and he's like, I bought a, a Bengal tiger. And they're just like, sure you did. Uh, we'll put it over there. Like, <laughs> at, at, at really, at a certain point, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, making light of like right. that situation right there. But I'm just saying, like, Michael Jackson never seemed to live a normal life, and being around him at a certain point, if you don't accept that, like, he doesn't stop and like get coffee at the gas station and go get a <laughs> go get a like a Big Mac at McDonald's, like he probably just lived a really right unusual out there life and at a certain point you just had to go uh okay michael does sure okay yeah well mm -hmm. well aziz went on to say i'm sure if i just showed up with a kid like that the cast and crew would go um no you're probably just a pedophile let's return that kid to their parents who have their values messed up so (laughs) there's there's a lot of funny there to be said you would enjoy it very much so but that's it there's lots of stuff to watch. Again, Another Life. Start it now. Typewriter. Family friendly. 
um, Captain America in this red something, Red Dawn. It's not Red the, Dawn. But the Red Skull? The red, it's something, Red Something, and he's just a little shaggier than usual, but it's inspired by tree events, and it's pretty good, and he's funny. Period. Period. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.